Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined today by Jordan Blackwell in our new palatial surroundings down in Newark. Uh, this will be the, uh, the first um, podcast in our new dwellings. Uh, we're going to be dissecting the international break because, of course, Leicester City have not been in action themselves. So there's a lot a lot to discuss domestically, but uh, there's certainly been lots of uh, interest in the international arena for Leicester City players. And it was 10 players away in total, wasn't there, on international duty? And uh, they're all due to be back at Beaver Drive to prefer Saturday's uh, game against Stoke City uh, by Thursday. Uh, it's been quite an eventful one, hasn't it, uh, one way or another? I mean... We'll start with uh, Jamie Vardy. Um, obviously, he's got his goal uh, on Sunday, but uh, also the performance in uh, in Germany. What did you make of Vardy for England? I, I thought he played really well. Um, I was really impressed. One with England in their performance uh, against Germany. Uh, I liked the the setup that that Southgate chose, and I think that really suited Vardy. With you know, even playing as a lone striker, but having the support of uh, Ali and Lalana just in behind. Um, and with Walker and, and Bertrand as, as wing back, and I think that's the sort of um, the tactic that, that England could really sort of exploit other teams. Um, but I think it, Vardy played well. He did a lot of chasing. He, as usual, as you would expect, um, got in behind on occasion, um, had his chances, but also looked quite good on the ball as well, linking up um, in holding the ball up well and laying it back to Ali and Lalana. Um, so I thought he played really well, and I don't think there's any doubts that. Um, if he keeps up those sorts of performances for England over the next year, he, he will be in the squad for the World Cup. Well, he certainly doesn't look out of place at international level. I and mean, his goal-scoring record, 6-12 for England, that's pretty impressive uh, going by any uh, striker's reckoning. And uh, he could have had another one as well against Lithuania as well, didn't he? he had that chance that uh, he couldn't quite take. And there was an incident in the Germany game. Was it a penalty, was it not? Yeah, he seemed to go over the goalkeeper. But, uh, what did you think? Yes, well, I, I don't think it was a penalty um, because he didn't follow the line of the ball. He knocked the ball one way uh, and then decided to, to run in the direction of the goalkeeper. Um, it was a bit, a little bit careless from Ter Stegen. I think he, he put himself in a little bit of danger that the referee could have given a penalty. Um, and I know Southgate certainly backed Vardy and said he thought it, it should have been a spot kick. Um but no, I, I didn't. I didn't see that, and I think Vardy was was probably looking for it, and I think he he he'd probably admit that as well. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a dive. I think Vardy was trying to find an opportunity um, to win a penalty. But um, no, not for me. Uh, there's always the big fear when uh, players go away on international duty that it's going to have a detrimental effect on their league form. They might be injured or fatigued coming back. But I think in Jamie's case, we could say it's been a real positive for him, hasn't it? You know, he's on a good run of uh, goals in, for Leicester at the moment, and he's picking up uh, more goals on international duty. It should do his confidence would a good ahead of Stoke. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's not it's not too taxing the amount of football he's played. He played much of the game um, last Wednesday against Germany but played the final 20-25 minutes against uh, Lithuania. So he's not played a great deal amount of football. He's not like he's going to come back to Leicester tired in any way. Um, and obviously, yes, he has got that boost of, of scoring a goal and also playing well. And I think that will um, 
help Leicester. I think we we've seen that Vardy is, is a, a confidence player. Um, so any goals in any setting is bound to help him. Do you think long term though he's going to have to be playing a bit of a supporting role for England? Because we know that if Harry Kane's fit with that Deli Ali combination as well, that club level, transferring that to the international scene, you think Southgate will go with Kane with Ali behind and use Vardy as an impact sub? I would expect so, um, if only because Kane over two seasons, well three seasons at Spurs, he's proven that. Um, He's an extremely capable striker and he's young and will get better. Um, but I think Vardy will he'll always be in contention because he offers something different. Um, I think he, Vardy may be used to put teams to the sword if if England are 1-0 up against the team in, 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 in tournament football, say, and then last 20 minutes they know they're going to be defending, but then they could have chances on the counter-attack with Vardy. I think that would be the ideal scenario for him. But also, I think in the in the bigger games, against the likes of, um, you know, if, Leicester, if England uh, played Germany or Spain or France in, in tournaments, I think it would be worth playing Vardy from the start because we know that England aren't as technically good as um, the, the, the biggest teams in Europe. Um, and they won't have as much of the ball. So it, it might be worth England trying a counter-attacking style, which Vardy would um, it would really help England with Vardy playing in that. And we know, we've seen from Leicester's games in Europe, that uh, even European centre-backs, and also the, the European centre-backs playing in the Premier League, they do they are fearful of Vardy. And you know we see it all the time where defenders just boot it out for a throw-in or a corner or whatever, just because they know Vardy's hot on the heels. Um, so I think that certainly would... Would be a tactic that I think I think Southgate would consider that. Yeah, let's move on to Casper um, Schmeichel, the, the man of the moment. Everyone's been talking about his form recently. Got a clean sheet uh, for Denmark, didn't he, on Sunday night in Romania? It seems to be in cracking form at the moment. Yes, I, I don't think it was a, a particularly uh, barnstorming game. I think Romania only had two shots on target, but um, it, yes, it's a clean sheet nonetheless. Um, he'll be pleased with that, um, and probably pleased to pick up a point as well. Particularly difficult game for. For Denmark in their bids qualify for the World Cup, uh, but yeah, his, his form seems to be extremely good at the minute. You know, we've seen that performance against West Ham with the with the saves late on, particularly the one from Andy Carroll uh, was was outstanding. Um, the two severe games, he was brilliant in both of those as well. Um, so I would say this is probably his his best period um, in a City shirt, and you know that's that's saying something considering how well he's played over all those years. Inevitably, because of his good form recently, there's been a lot of speculation in the media. Um, various clubs being linked with a move for Casper Smokel. Any concerns? Do you think that uh, City are going to struggle to hold on to Casper for next season? I think that there probably are a couple of concerns um, because we see there's always talk of, um, particularly with. David De Gea moving to Real Madrid that's been mooted for the past three or four transfer windows um, and that could kick start a, a sort of almost a goalkeeper merry-go-round among the big teams uh, eventually one of the big teams is going to have to take a goalkeeper from a, a lesser team and Schmeichel is about the best going I would say I would say outside of the, the top six Schmeichel is the best goalkeeper in the Premier League um, and he's proven in the Champions League that he's, he's probably one of the best goalkeepers in Europe as well. So I think there is a possibility if a big team is looking for a new goalkeeper, um, I think 
they would look at Schmeichel and, and consider Schmeichel as an option. But because he's because he's probably the right age as well. He's he's thirty now. Um, he's probably two years away from his a goalkeeper's peak. Um, he's, he's playing really well. He's probably won't be as expensive as. Uh, as with the keepers around, um, so yes, I think he would be looked at. But I, I don't think Schmeichel would leave unless it was the right club. And also, I, I don't think he would leave if he wasn't guaranteed to start at wherever he left to. I absolutely agree with that. I spoke to Peter Shilton this morning, who uh, met him after a City game recently, and uh, he's been very impressed with the development of uh, of Casper. But he was equally impressed with him as a person, and he said he looks happy, he looks settled at Leicester City. He's the main man. It looks like he's he's thriving in that sort of environment of being a, a key figure within the side. And uh, my only concern is Champions League football. He's had a taste of it now, and he's really adapted very well to that top tier of domestic of, of club football. And uh, five clean sheets as well in the Champions League. Somebody's going to be, be taking a very serious close attention to to Casper now. And they can offer if they can offer him Champions League football as much as he loves it here at Leicester, as much as he's settled. He's also a very ambitious guy. And uh, I think uh, that might be a very tempting offer for him. But we've got to remember as well, he just signed a new bumper contract, didn't he, last summer? So, you know, he's still got several years left on that and he's on good money at Leicester City. So it'd have to be the right offer from the right club. So there's lots of ifs, buts and maybes on that one. But uh, inevitably, the the, the, uh, old rumour mill is starting to to turn, isn't it, now? We're going to have to get used to that between now and the end of the season because, come what may, City aren't going to qualify. Unless they win the Champions League, they're not going to qualify for Europe again next season. There might be clubs out there looking at Leicester City's uh, star names and thinking we could probably uh, entice them away now. I'm talking about Vardy, Mares, as well as uh, Kasper Schmeichel. And uh, uh, certainly uh, Mares has been the subject of speculation, inevitably, again, as he has been in the past. Yes, and I, I think that's that's very likely for the type of player he, player he is. Uh, you know, he, he's a winger, he's a playmaker, he's got pace, he can provide goals, provide assists. Um those sorts of players are always uh, linked to, to other clubs and it would be not particularly surprising if uh, a bigger team, a Champions League team, was interested in Mahrez. Um Again, he's, he's a good age uh, for, for the position he plays in and you know, we've seen Barcelona linked pretty strongly uh, over recent uh, weeks. He wouldn't displace any of their front three, uh, Messi, Neymar or Suarez, but uh, he would certainly be a very good Backup, if any of them were ever injured or um, suspended, if Mares thought that that was a, a, a good move, even if he was a backup, which I imagine you probably would play for Barcelona. I don't think you'd mind where you are, even if you're on the bench for for uh, a few games. Um, I think that would would be a good move, and it would certainly would be tempting based on what he's he said previously that he'd, he'd love to play with Messi. I mean, that's not particularly surprising for any professional footballer, but he but he has said that, and he said that there are two or three clubs that that could tempt him away. Um, I, I think uh, Xavi as well, obviously a Barcelona icon, has said that he thinks Mares is is good enough for the club. Um, so. Th- that is that is a possibility, but there are plenty of teams that would be interested in Mahrez and there's plenty of places he could go uh, if the interest is real. We just need to point out, though, just because there's a media speculation doesn't mean it's accurate. And we had a classic example of that this week uh, with Demari Gray. Uh, Demari's been away on international duty with the England under-21s. Uh, he's done well this season for Leicester City and there was speculation that uh, Liverpool were going to come in and trigger 
a buyout clause uh, of only twelve million pounds to uh, to snatch Gray away from the King Power Stadium. Well, the truth of the matter is there is no buyout clause in his contract, and I imagine it would cost the damn sight more than uh, twelve million pounds to get such a talented twenty-year-old and England under twenty-one international away from the King Power Stadium. But I suppose we have to just take this this part and parcel of the the media circus that surrounds uh, professional football and certainly at the top level in the Premier League. Yeah, I think I think this is how it is now. That that's what uh, fuels um, the papers and and the websites, and it's just what it is. Uh, with Damari Gray, it it wouldn't be particularly surprising that there's the, there would be interest in him because of you know he's a young Englishman and they always attract a, a lot of in, uh, a lot of interest, particularly if they're as good as he is. Um, but I think he would do well to to stay at Leicester, to be honest, given that that. There will be plenty of interest in Mares. Uh, next season could be a, a breakthrough for for Gray if he if he can sort of hold down a, a starting spot. That is particularly difficult for him at the minute because of how well Mares and, and Albrighton are playing. Um, but he's certainly going to be a star. I think every Leicester fan would um, would admit that, even from his his, his cameos this season. Um, he's a, an extremely ta- talented player. Um, Will be a future England international. I'm, I'm fairly sure of that, um, and he, he could be a, a star. And we, you would hope that that was at Leicester City. Well, let's just round up the uh, other internationals. I mean, Ben Chilwell, another promising young Leicester City uh, player, has been on international duty as well with Damari the under 21s. Um, we had. Ahmed Musa and Wilfred Ndidi on international duty for Nigeria at Barnet this yes. week. Uh, they played one game last week, didn't they? Who was that against? Yeah, they played Senegal, uh, 1-1 draw uh, on Thursday night. Um, both players started, Ndidi played uh, 90 minutes and played particularly well, apparently. Um, but they didn't play uh, their second friendly, which was uh, due to be played last night against Burkina Faso, uh, because... Uh, Burkina Faso, seven Burkina Faso players couldn't get their visas uh, and so couldn't travel uh, to the UK and uh, the game had to be called off. So I think were, a, a practice game was played instead with sort of half the Nigeria squad against the other half. Um, no idea on how that went, but um, not quite as competitive as a friendly against Burkina Faso. Uh, Andy King was an unused sub for Wales in a game that was overshadowed by horrendous injury mm. Seamus Coleman as well. Uh, but he didn't feature at all in that game. And uh, as we speak, as we're doing this podcast right now, Japan are in action against Thailand, aren't they? And there's some been good some good news for Shinji Okazaki. Yes, he's, uh, he's it's been a long time coming, but he's finally scored his 50th goal for Japan. Um, I think he's been waiting maybe maybe a year or so to get that but he's uh he scored um diving a diving header in the first half as as we speak it's 2-0 at half time to Japan against Thailand uh and that'll take them to the top of their world cup qualifying group so um th- that'll be pleasing for him uh for for Shinji um you know particularly grabbing such a key goal um you know a momentous goal and i think he's uh third top scorer in Japan's history now so he's um He's chasing a few records. And we can only imagine how broad that grin is right now, because we've seen that Shinji Okazaki grin many times, but it'll be even broader right now. So, uh, And on that positive note, we'll end on this uh, edition of uh, Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong. Join us again later in the week when we'll be preview- previewing the Stoke City game. We'll uh, hear from Craig Shakespeare, the Leicester manager, on Friday, and uh, we'll be bringing you all the news uh, and all the uh, interviews from... Uh, the King Power Stadium over the next few days. So uh, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the latest from the King Power Stadium. Goodbye.